All right, some slash some killer slash cool ass dude. Uh, I know him through we initially met uh, at a brunch slash lunch slash something. I don't know. Mutual homie Keisha Dutess. Shout out Tasty Keish out of Brooklyn. Uh, she had like a gathering for a bunch of people uh, based out of LA. I met some that day. I met super big time. I mean, she's like still kind of like relatively low key. You'd have to live in LA to know her, but she's like super big time. Music supervisor Morgan Rhodes that day. And uh, exchange information with some, we, you know, we kept in contact and uh, we've been cool ever since. We were like on the same wavelength, kind of musically, you know, with some of the things that we like. And he's in a band called The Milky Way. I've been to a bunch of their shows, been to support them. Uh, it's a dope band. He's a good dude, though. Uh, seems like he has his head on straight, you know, out here. Like he's not, from what I've seen, like I've been around him a bunch of times he's not really on that quote unquote whatever you want to consider a Hollywood person uh, he, he's not on that uh, very down to earth and uh, he spoke on this episode about diggable planets and kind of how their influence shines through Kendrick Lamar today and that's about it I just got an email from him yesterday basically well he didn't personally send it to me you know like the newsletter kind of thing basically saying somekiller.com is now a thing it's now like a fully realized up and running thing s-u-m like the sum of all fears or just you adding some numbers up and then killer like ghostface killer s-u-m-k-i-l-l-a.com Thank you again, some, for coming through to do this. And thank you all for all of the love that you've shown my show. If you're listening to this and you've heard any other shows, I thank you. Uh, the Versus show did amazing number. I mean, for me, like, it, it's broken a 300 listener mark. For me, that's a lot of, of, of love, okay? You know, that, it's not like big dog numbers, but it's, it's a lot of love, and I appreciate it. Got some more coming. I mentioned this a lot, but it's a pretty big one coming soon. And yeah, I'm expecting that one to do good, but I'm, I'm hoping this one does good. I'm hoping every episode does good. All right, because they all come from the same place of trying to have good conversations with good people about music. Um, I'm trying to kind of separate myself from the pack where it's not like we're just sitting around gossiping about dumb shit. No offense to anybody who does a podcast like that, but a lot of podcasts, they sit around gossiping about dumb shit or making jokes about dumb shit. I'm trying to kind of separate myself from the pack. People that love music, discussing classic albums and, you know, kind of throwing some life conversation in there. And I'm introducing you, hopefully, to some new people who you hopefully find dope. All right, so Thursday throwbacks on SoundCloud. More than likely, there will be a ThursdayThrowbacks.com soon. And, you know, with no further ado, let's get into this one. Thank you again, son. Peace. Yeah. Fuck your swag, this 
martini in a glass with a shot of gasoline so my distillery is class adrenaline pilates you can feel this in your ass the thrill of freedom calling what's the penalty for that fuck the federal reserve i want the milli in the bag lead a battlefield with my achilles heel intact the cali sun beaming i can feel it on my back wide brim dashiki back on my militia pads palace with its swimming pool in the cooler the shade fedoras and humidors with leaders who got it made don't fuck with basic motherfuckers we elevate from humble beginners like oliver twisting the braid smoking refined varieties familiar shades but green in my garden just grow at a higher grade piranhas and lionfish glide by in the tank songs with good hooks got them buying the bait palms got psoriasis i am itching for bait i know the science of fate don't be crying about hate history favors the bold so make it your own with a pad this wrong you know that paper gonna fold cold Bobby Drake, I am cold. Xavier School for the gifted populate the pros with soul. Mutant in my jean pockets, totally overgrown. Radiation exposed. Refined Pinot Grigio from Catalina Island. World Cup backstage, hello Leon La Havis. When I host SNL, see how nice the improv is. Bill Hader, Jason Sudeckis, and Seth Myers. Fucking with them fools for pushing up the Harlem. Even mythological giants need a reminder of snowy nights. Salvation, staying busy with a drink, dizzy on the brink of starving. A proper villain, yeah, I'm a proper villain. Connected dots off the head, yeah, just call him Krillin. And not a dragon falling, I can't imagine falling. Thirsty as a kingdom hall full of alcoholics, yeah, it seemed like heaven on earth is what I'm furthest from. Let it wait, I'm seven days from falling off a turnip truck. Any ignorance is willful. Still, I know I got some shit that ignorant people kill for. This mind of mine is like a surgery with steel toes. You a have been like hunters leaving billfolds. Global warming scorching us, but fuck it, man, we still cold. Singing the song of the scorpion for all the little bros, yeah. All right, Thursday throwbacks. We got the homie uh, Sum in the building. What's yeah. going on, man? Tell the people who you are, what you do. You're more than an MC. Mm. I consider you like an artist. Like, MC's just kind of stick in you know kind of place themselves in boxes they stay in the realm of kind of hip-hop traditional hip-hop or you've done some of that but they stay in the the boxes of traditional hip-hop or you know they might go underground or they might try to go one certain direction Mm. i've heard a lot of music from you you don't really have one set sound that i could uh Mm. that i could pinpoint yeah for better for worse (laughs) yeah tell the people uh, i guess who you are and i guess what you do all right um for those who are unaware. Yeah, I'm, I guess when you boil it all down, I'm a writer. And um, everything else I do kind of stems from there. Many of my interests kind of, you know, stemmed and grew from there. Beyond that, I mean, I very much am an MC, you know, in, in what I consider kind of the purest sense. Uh, the MC to me is a, you know, should be a multifaceted, you know, well-rounded individual. And so uh, that's kind of what I by default, uh, had kind of been striving for. I'm just as happy uh, pursuing business endeavors and business ventures as I am uh, coming up with, you know, medicinal tonics, studying traditional Chinese medicine as I am uh, delving into the worlds of technology and uh, and social media as I am, uh, you know, getting into business development and, and helping fellow entrepreneurs launch their businesses as I am performing, as I am, you know, songwriting and, you know, leading my band and, and, um, trying to figure out how I can reach my full, my fullest potential. That's kind of what it all 
boils down to, uh, uh, you know, that's what everything is kind of heading towards. So, okay. Yeah. Uh, I was, I was, I mean, I've seen the band perform a few times, but I was reading mm-hmm. about uh, the band and uh, some of your influences uh, were described as uh, a term I've heard a lot, but I don't really know uh, the definition. Afrofuturism mm. does that have something to do with Sun Ra? <laughs> yeah. Okay, because my dad, my dad is a is a jazz musician. He's heavy in the Sun Ra. Yeah, I mean, Sun Ra is uh, you know one of the one of the forefathers of, I guess, what you would call the Afrofuturist movement. Okay. Uh, and I mean, that's a term that I kind of use because it's something that people can latch on to, you know, and, and they can kind of, because people need to be able to relate to you somehow. And uh, I personally think that Afrofuturism as a term is, it could use some, it's a starting point, you know, it's, it's a point for us to, place ourselves in the same light that other cultures um, have been placing themselves for many generations. But Afrofuturism is kind of an oxymoron to me because it's, you know, what, what is, what does it mean? I guess it means us, us, you know, thinking forward is a form of, of futurism as opposed to, you know, what else, you know what I mean? Why is everybody else like just progressive or forward thinking um, they don't get they don't get the extra labels put on them, you know. So what does Afrofuturism mean? So I just kind of use it as a flag, you know, as a as a uh, as a beacon for people who are into, you know, seeing uh, people of color do interesting things to come and check us out. Okay, and if someone uh, was kind of interested in learning more about Afrofuturism, like what are some, I guess, authors or even musicians you would, <clears throat> you would suggest them checking out? Uh, Octavia Butler. Okay, I know the one. name. Science fiction. Yeah, science okay. fiction writer. Uh, Walter Walter Mosley. Big fan. Yeah. Um, what, how would you describe him as uh, Afrofuturist? Well, all I know, all I know is uh, the Easy Rolling stuff. Okay, so he, so he he's has, like my favorite author, but I haven't really gone outside of that. Mm. And then I've gotten into the I don't remember the uh, the, the second uh, mystery series, but uh, mm-hmm. like I collect all the yeah all the mystery books. Well, he has part. a piece. He has a piece called Blue Light, which okay. is. You know, an early example of uh, of black writers kind of a black writer kind of going off into the into the cosmos with it uh, and exploring it. You know what a dystopian future might look like. As you see, I was sitting here watching The Walking Dead. Um, well, you know, Walter Mosley kind of explored this idea like way back. You know, oh, did he? Okay. Yeah. Uh, who else? Uh, artists. Uh, there's there's artists out of Atlanta right now called the Difference Machine, uh, okay. who are doing some really interesting, uh, you know, I guess what could be called Afrofuturistic stuff. Uh, what else did you ask about music musicians? Musicians, authors, writer, are authors, any writers. kind of creative person. Yeah, I just found this writer. If you give me a second, um, I just found this comic this comic book writer. He's awesome. His name is. Paul Luis Julie, uh, pardon me if he's you know if this gets to him, I pardon for butchering his name, but he's doing stuff that's kind of like sci-fi fantasy, uh, you know, but with a decidedly African tone. Okay. So he's doing stuff like exploring werewolves and vampires and shit like that, but he's he's you know doing it from like a, an Egyptian and comedic you know kind of kind of standpoint. So 
and imagery, you know, that's decidedly African. And he's about to do. Uh, he just hit the press. He just hit the uh, the press a few days ago with the release about uh, doing a space opera, and that's wow. all like African themed, you know. So it's like you know, as opposed to the mask just looking like regular. Whoa, 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 it's like they look like you know the mask are you know look like that. They're 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 inspired by African, you know, traditional African mask and imagery and things of that nature. Okay. Yeah. So um, I was checking out your more recent music. Uh-huh. Uh, the you haven't had a project out in a while, right? Mm, yeah, it's been a little while. Uh, the the was the last one Dragon or? <laughs> yeah, that was the last official release. Okay. I've been dropping little singles here and there um, between myself and the Milky Way. Okay, so but you have uh, a project that you're set to release, uh, Volume Two, Dragon. Yeah, yeah. Ideally, I'd like to release it uh, next year. I mean, the plan was to release it earlier this year, but okay. uh, you know, there's no urgency right now um, behind that. My priority is to is to launch the Milky Way brand in 2016. Okay. So the music for Dragon Volume Two is pretty much done. All the writing is done, but you know, until there's a demand for it right now, I don't really see a need to, to put it out there. I kind of want to position myself a little bit better. Um, so that thing is just going out into the void. Okay. Yeah. And if you had to describe uh, the Milky Way sound, I've seen you guys perform a few times. Mm. Uh, you've done, uh, there, there's a couple of, you know, straightforward hip-hop songs, mm. but then there's, you go, you kind of all over the place. So how would you mm. describe uh, the sound of the Milky Way? There's a little bit of rock in there. Yeah. There's some funk. Uh it's a lot of soul in there. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, we call our sound steam funk, you know, which means it's something throwback to it that feels familiar. Um, but there's also something, you know, new and familiar. I mean, I'm sorry, new and kind of futuristic and uh, and refreshing about it. And that's just, you know, those that's that's verbiage that I've gotten from people over the years about our sound. So we call it steam funk. We also call it, you know, uh, space funk and um and and uh hip hop psychedelia and uh and yeah so it's you know it's influenced by pop rock soul electronic african rhythms world rhythms um all of that just kind of mixed together in a very milky way you release kind of i don't even know if you remember doing it but you release like kind of this kind of like a manifesto for like struggling artists mm. on facebook it was yeah. like a it was like maybe a 12 steps or a certain number of steps and things you need to do, yeah. you know, and, uh, like what, I guess what caused that, uh, and like, what advice would you have off the top of the head? If you could remember, oh, yeah. uh, that, you know, any advice you would give to artists trying to figure out their path, trying to figure out, you know, I see where they're going. Oh, you pulled it up. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I need like wh- where did that stream of conscious come from? <clears throat> it just seemed like something you needed to get to get out to the world, and yeah, it, it definitely uh, it 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 struck a chord with me. Yeah, yeah. As a well, creative, I, I don't that. make music, but yeah, you know, as a person who creates it, right? It definitely. Yeah, man. Um, that was, you know, I'm I'm not a very, I don't talk a lot, so there's not a whole lot of me on the socials, like really expressing my opinion about things. I tend okay. I tend to kind of voyeur everything and and just kind of take it all in and then what happens is things come out in these explosive moments of observation so you know i guess leading up to that point i had i had probably been having you know a a string of conversations with people who i know love and or respect um who are in different positions in their lives and 
and me, um, you know, often in my circles and, and the, the, the crowds that I roll with, I'm kind of like the big brother figure. So I like kind of just take all of that in and, you know, feeling my people's, you know, pain. And I know this like 2015 and 2014 was a really dark year for a lot of people, you know, mm-hmm. for whatever reason, you know, uh, whether it's what's going on in the world or, you know, what's happening cosmically or, you know, a mixture of all of that like there's just something going on and so a lot of people hit a lot of obstacles and roadblocks and were having crises of faith and yeah. not not really sure where they should be going and what they should be doing if they're doing the right thing and I saw a lot of people give up on their pursuits and their dreams and okay. um you know all of that so that's that's where it came from that's that's why it was that's why I was inspired to write it but um you know I forget and we forget sometimes while we do this. And sometimes it's just helpful to have a reminder and to have something motivating out there. So much information out there that's just like not really substantive, you know? Mm-hmm. And so many people throwing things at you. And very few times can those people actually relate. And very few times are those are those words and, and that content coming from a place of experience. It's often coming from a place of just observation, but not from people who actually have had their feet on the ground, you know, in the trenches, like blood, sweat, and tears for years. You know what I'm saying? And I'm at a place now where I've been through that and I've and I've come through, you know, on the other side of like, you know, doubt and like fear and, and all of that shit. And now I'm in a good place with where I stand with myself as an artist and as a business person, as a family man, as a man. And I'm, you know, I'm, I'm able to confidently tread forward with that and so I just wanted to give something to people who I know are going through some things that I've been through and just based on some observations like just little words of wisdom and advice from you know that that also stem from seeing people do things the wrong you know quote-unquote the wrong way or you know things that were self-destructive or or things that were not really uh you know supporting their community in the ways that maybe they they should be so that's where that came from okay yeah. Uh, no pun intended. If you had to pick a song of yours to sum up you as mm. an artist, uh, you know, to, to introduce my audience kind of to you, mm. uh, what would it be? <laughs> One song to sum me up, huh? Ugh. It could be where you are in 2015 or going into 2016, where you've been. Uh, yeah, Love Kills Me. Okay, that that's what that's like the newest single, right? The set, yeah, the I just released one called Ice Giant a couple of days ago. But okay. Love Kills is... Uh, it was released like in the last couple of weeks? About a, about a month or so ago. Okay. That's that's really kind of like... I played it on... Uh, I listened to it today. Okay, right It's kind of like heavy into, into the rock kind of sound almost. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And I'm just as much rock as I am hip-hop. Like I grew wow, up, okay. I, I wouldn't know. Yeah, I grew up listening to both. I'm a huge fan of both. If you follow me on Spotify, uh, Rashman Patton, for those of y'all listening, that's R-O-S-H-M-O-N-D. P A T T E N. If you follow me on Spotify, like you'll see like all my variant taste, you know, broke down in the playlist like very succinctly. But yeah, that's that 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 song encapsulates everything I am right now and everything I've been through and where I'm about to go next. All right, let's get in. Uh, Love kills me by some.
playing through the streets And my jets are light, so I can type for my beliefs Don't wanna give a fuck, but I gotta buy the time And gotta roll back, but I gotta follow signs If you see a footprint and dance, call me mine On the stairway, they have it heavy all the time Gotta be a heart, cause the devil is a mind Mind, mind, I gotta sympathize, ties Show me the wall that you want me to drive into This shit is hilarious said you wanted to discuss was Diggable Planets Blowout Cone. Yeah. Now, uh, a couple of things I realized about about uh, this album and, or this group. Like, number one, uh, I think they were the victim of poor timing. Mm. Because right when they blew up, like, their sound was, like, on the way out the door. Mm. 
Like they they blew up, and then like '94, it was just hip hop sounded very different. Mm. It was it was hard. Like Blow Out Home was '94, mm-hmm. and then uh, but like right after that, you know, that's when Method Man was coming in, Red mm-hmm. Man was coming in. Mm-hmm. Just the sound of New York was different. Like they they could kind of be considered contemporaries of Tribe and yeah, uh, Tribe changed between Marauders and uh, Beach Rhymes and Life. Yeah, like the yeah. the the jazzy sound and just. Yeah. Like there was a there was a, a movement and there was a moment mm. that where Diggable Planets was perfect for that, but then mm. they they kind of blew up like right on the tail end. Yeah, yeah. I mean, in a sense, I mean, there were there were there were groups that were able to thrive. I mean, many of which Diggable inspired. Yeah. Um, who were able to thrive through that transition, like the Roots being one. You know, okay. the Roots being a a, a a rare example of an act that came out back then that's still working today you know what i'm mm-hmm. saying uh, consistently but yeah you know the roots were able to thrive i mean you know black star came around you know shortly thereafter and the whole raucous movement and you i know, realized uh this could be a conspiracy theory mm-hmm. but i think uh daylight might have kind of uh bit diggable planets a little bit <laughs> with balloon mind state yeah they came out like six months after uh reaching the, the diggable planets uh-huh. um their debut uh-huh. And then Daylight had a girl in the group for like you know a couple of songs. Yeah, Shorty Nomads. Yeah, yeah. Right. Who's and, from Philly? Yeah, also. I know. Yeah, and like right after you know Digable Planets came out, they might have tried you know that formula. <laughs> you could yeah. even argue they had an impact on the Fugees. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. You know, but the difference between you know Digable and those guys was you know Daylight and uh, Daylight and the Fugees knew how to write big songs, you know, yeah. for, for that time, big songs, you know what I'm saying? And, you know, Diggable had one chartable hit, you know, and then the, with the rest of a hit, I don't know if it's a hit, actually, I don't know how. Oh, how they got before. a Grammy. Okay, cool. So, you know, but but the rest of that was all like, you know, niche um, kind of mood music, you know what I'm saying? So, yeah, they definitely, the, the Fugees is another perfect example, you know, yeah. this, of a group that was able to thrive after after Diggable, but with many of those same elements. So, I don't know. They, they In a sense, they were a victim of bad timing, but I think more so what they were a victim of was the inability to follow up. They they disintegrated. And so, they, 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 they weren't able to capture the interest because I think Blowout Comb was, like, really a hallmark piece for them. And they they should have been able to follow that up, you know, with something heavy like right after that, and it would have solidified their legacy, I think. But they imploded, you know, mm-hmm. unfortunately. So they weren't able to capture. That's what I think it was. I don't I don't think that they were too late. I think that they were they were in a good wave, and they were actually kind of at the vanguard of that sound. They were defining. They were still defining a, a, a lot of that shit, and uh, and to this day, like at, like after that, nobody else really tried to touch on it. No, nobody else could really touch on that after them until you know what i feel like is the closest thing to it since then which is to pimp a butterfly okay yeah that that's what you uh when you hit me up you were like uh you felt like there was a there was kind of a connection there yeah um i would say that blowout count blowout comb and just diggable planets in general is more sample based uh than than kendrick like a lot of to pimple butterflies just live, you know, blow compositions. Out, blow out comb was almost all live. Really? Yeah, yeah. Those weren't sam- were they were they replayed samples? Or? A lot of them were replayed samples, okay. you know, but they had a house band, you know. Oh, I, I didn't know that was a band. I thought they Yeah. They was just taken from the original. Right. Order. That that's that's why, you know, a lot of the Kendrick album reminds me of that because okay. 
you know, again, yeah, he was his band was replaying samples too. You know uh-huh. what I'm saying for for a big part, of, or you know, several important pieces in that album. And the same for Diggable. Like they had a band in there who was you know coming up with original grooves, but was also replaying shit, like replaying you know Roy Ayers yeah. and and all of that. That's so, my favorite jazz musician. Yeah, yeah, Roy man. yeah. So the the similar the, the similarities, you know, begin there, and they're they're. You know a few others that I've drawn, but but it was a visceral thing when I heard when I heard to pimp a butterfly. I was like, this is this is blowout comb, you know, five You know what I'm saying? Like that's what I was hearing. Way more sophisticated, obviously. Way more like, you know, the the, the lyrics and the writing way beyond what Diggable was doing. The content, the content and the spirit of the content, very you know, very similar um, for their respective time periods. But yeah, I definitely felt some similarities there okay so do you feel that i guess maybe within like the mainstream you want to say uh that activism is or had been kind of lacking uh within within hip-hop before you know before to pimp a butterfly like activism not activism but like a sense of like militants maybe missing yeah that that it was within the mainstream yeah Easily, because everybody, you know, not everybody, but like a lot of people can represent, like on the underground. But if you know, if they only have a niche audience, yeah, that's, oh, that's yeah, not absolutely. making a big, you yeah, know, no, 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 a big splash of course, in water. Of course, militants. I mean, you know, yes, but also, there's always been a little recalcitrance coming from, like Kanye, for instance. Okay. Um, and and who else? Not, I mean, not many, you know. And and it's always even those you know who who kind of like buck at the system a little bit. It's always tinged with just a little, you know, just a little taste of like you know materialism yeah. and and you know the, the colloquialisms like the convenient colloquialisms you know so they can get the passes and everything. But you know if I gave it a little more thought, I could probably come up with a couple more examples. But for the most part, I agree with you. Yeah, for sure. Like no no examples of militants for real before you know to pimp a butterfly. You know, in this this particular like there was always kids like the roots kind of did it here and there. Yeah, like they would have songs addressing different things, but it wasn't. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, the roots. You know, they're 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 big. They're a big underground group. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Basically, they they basically live in the dream. Like they haven't had a, a radio. They haven't had a radio single chart, and I don't know how long. You know, and they continue to put out albums, and people buy them, and they continue to sell out arenas, which is incredible so you know they they might say something and nobody's no nobody's gonna pay attention no mm. nobody's really paying attention no disrespect to the roots like those are the big homies like but i'm just saying like because of their their lane and their station you know if they say something it's not really people aren't really listening to what thought's saying which is a tragedy that, that that's for another you know we'll talk about that another time but yeah okay so if you had to pick a song uh from blowout comb to play uh mm. that you would you know one of your favorite songs, what would it be? Oh man, uh, let's see. Probably my favorite off of that album is Dog It. Okay. Yeah. I could pick a whole lot. Like I was just bumping it. Uh I'm a uh you play Dog It, I'll play uh Jetting. Alright, for sure. And then uh we'll be right back. <laughs> Back to me, clap, 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 back
like I pop my junk, my junk, pop my junk, my junk, I pop my junk, my junk, like what you want, you want, pop my junk, my junk, I pop my junk. The noise that we made is blue and color sound. Toys you played my crew couldn't walk the new ground or talk the new sound. A bop like Teddy Charles was burning when I excurs on excursions, arriving at the doors of mine shores of seas. Burnt you with degrees solely. Bust my leather jacket, go acid, disappear in the wisp. In the mist, with the fist. Proletariat, Cadillac steering it. Throw so roll, panther cool, grab our poppers. Man, I'm making bacon. Still saying what up, salam alaikum. Fresh joints, we make them like water. Butter wrap treasures at my leisure, whatever, whatever. So I gave my mind a pound, cause y'all, we had it down. We symbolize the blessed and represent the rest. Grabs in my pockets, I release my hot pockets. KB said, what you give them? I was like, man, give them, that's my job. Eric Dolphy always hits me with the live stuff. Bahamid, you back the sounds with the love, love. TJ and Lisa, real people's 89 is still in Fort Greene. On Diamond Back is where I'm at, feeling the funk, the funk that's in the trunk, the trunk. I feel the funk, the funk, feeling the funk, the funk. I'm feeling funk, the funk. I'm in the trunk, the trunk, feeling the funk, the funk. I am the funk. I raise every day for the mass. Poke my fist right up, right against the fascist. Descend to my burrow, fix my diction. It's way on time. Fossil watch, fifth line, still shining. I'm left this year on the old player. In my vein lives bell hooks. Derek Bell, Reg Butler. See Marvin knew it, and Sly knew it. Cube know it. And now we do it out of Brooklyn, out of sight, brown sandals, handling MCs with angles. Commit to street corners where the players be jayin'. I'm saying, a diggable swinger. Word to mouth, brought the clouds, especially in the summer. You vanish like vapor, burn paper. We deal real, real, so chill. We'll linger in the funk.
for the hour I chose the black power extra fly joint from mocha to yellow paper and you know I don't delay together with my honey like silk and so we grow and take you back to like afros and no quitting or getting jumped by the system it's all day all play got verbs and such and cuts and crew no blue eyes to emulate some straight but yeah we straight up funky he's back with the G's he's back as in no D getting funky Sunset, you bet we get mad funky. East coast to west, we stays fresh. Easy. Smoke rise from the borough with the black cooler. The globe spins, gems is dry. No bacon, no bacon, three bridges for money making. Crooklyn, the ep swingers lounge out spot. Roll one of my pants, leg up, bump my sounds, grab the micro. You know how we do in the joint. Do a burrow, check to see exactly who in the joint. Hot spots, city streets, lot spots, and jeeps. As a flower, I'm Nile. Rivers are style. Fresh kick. Yeah, stories complete. Fresh kick. Rolling on the New York streets with them no pork beats. At the parliaments, sevens up, see no stilo, no equal, but the sun, and that's fun. Gay. He's back, the juice is back as an OD. That nickel slick nigga keep it deep for my heads. Let it fed up, appearing in my camouflage. My hustler walks in New York. Two fronts ain't Gucci, we make Gucci. And never hesitates to set it. Slap hands with my mans from the lands of crook. Being lovely over jams that's on the plans with hooks. Burn musk, wear cush. It's flat bush. Hear the mentor's instrumental, cause it's ash to dust. I like your hit like deep. Keep fam tight, tight. Keep the vocal strictly any joint. It's right. Let me fly. He's back to G's back with the art. Sun is in the clouds on loud. I got raised by the dim street lights of four cities. My heroes died in prison. George Jackson, action. She's butterfly and I'm cool iron and I rock snow low unless it's scrambler. Got me and my honey. We be like Bobby and Erica. Me and my money. We'll hurt you full of rock empire. One love, gun love, come free the land with us. Things they can, I shoot this brush and creamy lavish. Now, before I pop, I'd rather die in baggy gas and Timbs. And I put that on the BK, L-Y-N, and that's from
All right, so speaking of Kendrick, because there was a... Well, well, before we get to that, let me ask you. Um, did you have a favorite member of Diggable Planets? Oh, yeah, uh, Butterfly, by far. Okay. You know? Yeah. I was, I was going to ask, like, I suspect that, like, knowing your personality somewhat, that you would be, like, in the Shabazz Palaces. Nah, I'm not. Oh, you're not? Wow. Zero. Wow. I gave him I gave him all the chances in the world, and I just that can't. seemed to like link up with what I thought your personality was. I'm yeah. not a Shabazz Palaces dude at all. Yeah, nah, it's, I tried. It's, it's unfortunate, man. My my aura and my vibe and the kind of music I put out, like it gives you know people kind of assume, assume things. Yeah, but I, my my taste is you know it's a little it's quirky. It's, it's it's sometimes it goes against you know how you might how you know the vibes that I'm putting out. But uh, but yeah, I'm not into Shabazz Palaces. I saw them live. With TV on the radio a few months ago, I'm gonna give him another chance. I, I want it to be good. I'm always gonna give all the I, critical acclaim. Yeah, like, I'm always gonna give them a shot. Like, I'm always gonna give them a shot. You'll never hear me like hate on them or talk down on them. Mm-hmm. I just they haven't hit no hardcore with me yet. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? I don't understand what's what he's saying. I, I I do dig some of the lyrics. The the music hasn't quite grabbed me yet. Now seeing them live, that was quite an experience, man. Like. They're definitely, if you get a chance to see them live, like, go see them live. Because they definitely, you know, give you an experience, for sure. And, um, and uh, uh, what's my man's name? Uh, Ish. Mm-hmm. Ish is, uh, Ishmael is still, you know, very much a, you know, he's an MC. Like, he knows how to control the crowd. He knows how to do it. So, go see a master at work, you know. I just don't like their music. Got it. Yet. Maybe I will one day. Yeah, it, it, it hasn't hit me. Yeah. And I, I've tried, like, when I see critical acclaim, it, it makes me want to, you know, at least check it out. Yeah. Give, I'll give anything a chance if people are talking about it. Yeah, for but sure. But that, that hasn't hit me. So, um, mm-hmm. there, there was another topic that we're going to get to in a second that we've wrapped about yeah. uh, online before, but, uh, and it kind of ties into this question. Mm. I don't know if you've been paying attention, uh, really, to the the backlash or some of the, yeah, the backlash, you could say, uh, against Kendrick's album. Mm-hmm. Uh, but in particular, mm. uh, white critics, mm. uh, I'm not going to mince words, white critics, mm. uh, they, I feel like they don't know what to make of the album, so they mm. just pan it mm. and they just, you know, say, oh, it's it's not good or like, I, I, I don't get it. Like mm-hmm. everything, you know, no offense, but everything isn't, made for white critics and that's where hip hop is going in the 2016 yeah where it's been you know shit is about to get real black no nah, I mean it, it's been so it's been so welcoming and there's nothing wrong with welcoming everybody into our culture yeah. but it's been so welcoming and so friendly for so long that the music almost got you know too friendly to where some oh it definitely did yeah some of the blackness you know left the music to where it's like oh everybody could get it everybody could understand it yeah, but now when you come out with like one of the blacker hip hop albums in Lord knows how long, it's like what are white critics saying about it? Because oh, it's it's not good or really oh it, they they don't understand it or like oh it's too weird, uh, huh? You know, you know, so on and so forth. Okay, I, yeah, I have like seen, the topic I have material. Seen some of that. Yeah, the I have topic seen. material isn't for you mm. know isn't for everybody. Like how can well, you, how can you stomach or how can you understand? Complexion. If you're a white person, well, yeah, I mean the black of the berry. How can you sit there and listen to that? There's a few ways to look at this. The first way, which I always tend to look at it, especially the older I get, 
is from a historical perspective. Okay, there's Kendrick is not the first artist, and we know this. I, I know I'm I, I'm not I'm not I'm not like mansplaining to you. I know you know this, but mm. for the sake of conversation, Kendrick is not the first artist to you know disseminate these kind of messages. You know, in in this with this level of complexity. Um, and with this level of like militants and blackness, and white critics embrace those artists. They, they've embraced those artists before. You know what I'm saying? Whether it was Public Enemy, Definitely. whether it was Marvin Gaye, uh, you know, or, or wh- whomever it might be that had, that was the message carrier at the time. So I don't think that his message is not for white people, and I don't think it's fair to say that white people can't comprehended i just think that this particular batch and generation of white critics especially if they're in a certain age bracket and they don't have a reference point for you know um the breadth of music beforehand and if they're not real students of music which i think is a big problem in music journalism these days and with music critics these days like their 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 breadth of knowledge is really like tragically limited but if they don't have the breadth of knowledge and they don't have to they can't reach back and see like the examples of this before, then all they have to go on is like the last like what twelve years, ten years, or whatever, where yeah, the music was black, you know what I'm saying, but it wasn't representing all the different dimensions of blackness. It was just like a very flat character presented, and so now Kendrick is presenting this once again. He's reintroducing you know the multi-dimensional griot, you know what I'm saying, the multi-dimensional storyteller, and and um. And someone who presents the good, the bad, and the ugly, and you got to take it all, love it or leave it. You know what I'm saying? They don't know how to take that. You're right. You know what I'm saying? But it's not because they're white. I think it's just because they're white without the the background and the historical context. Because mm-hmm. you cannot be a student of music and not understand where Kendrick is coming from with this. You can't. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like that's it, it, you need to brush up on your shit if you don't understand where Kendrick is coming from with this. Like this is black music. You know what I'm saying? Right, I don't know all the influences on that album, but yeah. I know, you know, what something good sounds like to me as a as a black. My parents are music lovers, so I know right. I know what a good groove sounds like. I know what a good melody sounds like. Yeah, you know where where it's like something deeper than just oh a hip hop beat. You know, something made with a you know with a drum machine and a sample and yeah, you know the the traditional mannerisms of hip hop. I know what actual black music. Mm. sounds like and that, and that was something i really <laughs> appreciated uh with the album like it it's it's a hip-hop album in the sense of he's rhyming and you know some of the beats are mm. you know within hip-hop grooves but a lot of it strays from traditional hip-hop yeah exactly exactly which is you know it harkens back to me finding the the common thread between this and and blowout comb and a few other you know c- classic albums um in the hip hop canon, like it definitely is the son and the grandson of those of those projects. So, how can this possibly be foreign to you if you really if you really give a fuck about hip hop and you really know your shit? Then how can this be foreign? Um, I don't, yeah, I don't I don't understand that. I haven't even heard people talk like that. I have my uh, own, there's, I have there's my own qualms. Really? Yeah. I have my own qualms and bones to pick with. With with the album, you know, it's just a matter of personal taste, but none of them have to do with the project being bad or not well done, like at yeah. all. You know, what there, I'm there's saying? a lot of, and I don't, and I don't know if it's like 
for clickbait because that's a whole other yeah. discussion. I don't yeah. know if you, you know if they're trying to get people to pay attention to their articles. Right. But yeah, there, there's been a lot of a lot of well, backlash for for lack of a better word, and I don't know what's real, you know, in that sense, and, and what isn't. Yeah, yeah, and I mean, you know, again, let's uh, look, I'm gonna draw some more parallels to to blow out here, um, and, and other albums of that echelon. It's cryptic. Like, To Pimp a Butterfly is cryptic. He developed his, he created his own world, his own universe with characters in it, and his own language, his own lexicon. And it, it requires you to crack a code for, for full access. You know what I'm saying? And that's some classic hip-hop shit. Blowout Comb, very much the same. Like, they created a world. You know, you were in, like, a spaced-out, funked-out Brooklyn, and, you know, there was black power... Uh, there was black power spirits everywhere, and you know there was, they had their own slang. It was like it was it was partially beatnik, it was partially Brooklyn, it was partially MC and poet. It was all of that like mixed into one, and you had to like spend time with it and and crack the code. And then once you got it, like it, you could you then you realize like boom, I'm taking a trip every time I plug this album in. You know what I'm saying? I'm going into that world and. And there's there's many albums like that. You, you know can say I mean? influence Camp Low. Oh, dude! Like, come on! Like, I know Ishmael was on the first album, but well, yeah. I mean, yeah. when yeah, when Camp Low dropped, there was lots of discussion in the in the in the hip hop community about Camp Low even biting, you know, um, diggable, biting diggable. Wow! So that that's that's part of the reason why uh, they didn't they sound like why me. they started collaborating. It was uh, uh, I think it was Geechee Sway. Don't get me wrong. I think it was Geechee got caught the most flack for sounding like Ishmael. You know okay. what I'm saying? So, uh, so that's they linked up because they was homies, you know, they, and they had mutual friends and shit. So they made sure to hop on tracks together to dispel all of that. But they definitely, I think Camp Low bowed down to that. It was like, yeah, they influenced us. Same thing with Camp Low. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? They created a world. Ski Beats gave them the backdrop, and you know, they it was slang heavy, like super slang heavy. You know, mm-hmm. and you had to. It was like learning a new language, you know what I mean? And so same thing with, with Kendrick. Like he's tapping into that that aspect of of being an MC and, and and crafting an album. It's like you have to craft a world along with it if you want, you know, the classic status. Every hip hop classic has that element, you know. For sure. Yeah. Now finally, uh what I wanted to, to wrap on was this is something I don't know if it was this year, last year mm-hmm. we talked about, but I, I showed it to you and you were like shocked. Speaking of uh white uh people participating in our culture yeah uh the the hood documentaries where noisy where the white dude goes to atlanta uh, there was one in chicago i didn't i didn't watch too many i didn't watch any of the chicago ones yeah uh but i think it's the same dude every time i think his name is thomas morton yeah from noisy and uh i showed you the atlanta one and you were like yeah you were kind of taken aback yeah well you know on on many levels uh, one of them being that you know i consider atlanta home shout out to the a you know, I'm from North Carolina. Um, you know, the A is where I really cut my teeth, and that's where I went to school. That's where I met my wife, all of that. Like, So I know Atlanta very intimately, you know. And to see it portrayed like that was just heartbreaking to me, you know, heartbreaking. So, uh, so yeah, I was, I, was, I was disturbed by that, and it showed me both the, gross, the grossest the grossest side of, I guess, that the trap culture in Atlanta, but also the grossest side of, like, you know, hipster voyeurism. Because I know it's not all like that. I know it's not all about that. I know all these guys aren't about that. But it was just, like, 
this was like the worst of both, you know, both of those worlds, like put together for one, like strictly for uh, entertainment purposes, which it was like, damn, like, yo, we really here now. Like, this is what it is. You know, it's just pure entertainment now. They don't even care. There's no context given. No. Like, no love shown. It was like, pure exploitation. Yeah, exactly. I think somebody like caught a charge off that. Really? Yeah, yeah, that's right. That's Migos right. When, yeah, Migos. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Off of that. Yeah, man. Off of the, off of like the cops like watching it. It's all come to a head, you know. It's all it's all come to a head. Like this is what things have led to, and uh, it's uh, man. I try to I try I try to stay optimistic and cool about it, but you know stuff like that is uh, you know scary scary to me. Speaking of, have you ever seen uh, Snow on the Bluff? Oh yeah. Okay. You sound like you've seen it a couple times. I only watched, <laughs> I only watched it once. Uh, it's, yeah. it's, it was supposedly like just all acting, right? Huh. That's what people say. They say it wasn't real. Yeah. I, you know, I don't know. I, I okay. saw it a couple of times. We had the screener here at the crib okay. uh, for a while. Now, we know that area. My wife is actually an Atlanta native. And um, I used to live across the street from there, so I know that neighborhood. Okay. And, um, you know, it's a lot, you know, lots of it did seem, you know, very realistic. But, but yeah, I, you know. I, I'm I'm sure like there's no way that shit could have gone down the way that it did without some acting you know right and it was all just being taped yeah I mean they they was like from that life or like from the surroundings so they they knew how to act it out yeah. but yeah it it was very realistic <laughs> yeah that's right all right so uh, we about to take it about here for the day uh, I thank you for coming through tell the people where they can find you where all right. um and what you have coming up. Okay, cool, man. Yeah, man, uh, I appreciate you having me, man. Of course. Thank you for having me on. Uh, everybody can catch me online, somekiller.com, and uh, all my handles are somekiller, so you can catch me on YouTube, SoundCloud, uh, you know, Twitter, Facebook, IG, all of that at somekiller. And I guess up next, 2016 will see me kind of culminate everything I've been working on. The Sun brand and the Milky Way brand is all about to make a whole lot more sense in 2016, and... I'll definitely be on the warpath with the band this year. I'm expecting a breakout year for the band. So just keep an eye on us. You can catch the Milky Way through all my social handles. You'll see the links to all the Milky Way stuff there. So shout outs to everybody out there who've been holding us down and showing us love. And uh, we're looking forward to making 2016 one to remember. Okay, and you yeah. headed to Germany soon? I saw on Bandcamp? Nah, I don't know what that's about. Like, uh, yeah, that's not you. Yeah, no, no it's me. Uh, it's me. But uh, some for some reason, Bandcamp has been posting that I have UK dates. So I, I don't know, you know what that's about like i had a few people hit me up like yo i see you going to denmark son that's what's up congratulations i'm like nah yo like i don't know nothing about that it's some kind of bug no i mean i know it's your page but it's not oh yeah it's some kind of bug that's happening with Bandcamp where they're Uh, giving me these dates they're not uh, even mine yeah nobody's booked you in (laughs) not yet but if somebody want to book me then you know how to get at me now okay for sure yeah all right, so we uh, thank you for coming through. Thanks, man. And check for some and soundcloud.com slash Thursday Throwbacks. Yeah. We out. Peace. Keep it milky.